I think it's selfish if you stay stuck and let your fear hold you back from not sharing your gift with the world because you were given that gift or you were given that struggle for you to work through and figure out how to move through it and share what you learned with someone else. Welcome, my love, to the Strong Babe Collective podcast. If you are ready to step into your power, call in your biggest desires, and manifest the life that you are so worthy of, then, babe, you are in the right place. I know you're listening to this podcast in divine timing, and I am so excited to give you the mindset shifts, the inspired action steps, and the support into total alignment that you need to step into your highest self and manifest your biggest desires. It's time, my love, to call in the freedom, the impact, and the abundance that you know you're here for and I am so excited to be your high vibe bestie every step of the way as you call it all in. Hello my gorgeous babe and welcome back to another episode. Oh my gosh, do I have fire for you in this one. I am so excited to share this beautiful interview with you with the gorgeous Keisha Fitzgerald. But before I do, I wanted to say hello just in case we haven't already met. My name is Taylor Ray. I am the founder of Strong Babe Collective. I am the host of this here podcast, the Strong Babe Collective podcast. I am a manifestation and mindset coach. I am the blender of the woo with the work and intuitive boss babe and your high vibe bestie helping you to call in the abundant life that is waiting for you. And that is exactly what is happening on this episode. I am not joking when I say there are some massive takeaways in this one and you are going to love it. I am so excited to bring beautiful Keisha onto the podcast and we are diving deep on this one. Honestly, I can't even begin to tell you, Keisha and I have incredible energy. We are so incredibly aligned. I honestly feel like I'm talking to like an extension of my Self. Literally feel like we are just so soul aligned. And I know that you babes are going to feel on that one as well. There is so much beautiful energy inside of this episode. And we are diving deep in terms of how to make your dreams actually happen, how to let go of fear, the importance of stepping out of your comfort zone and the little mindset shifts along the way that are going to help you to embrace the bliss in every single moment. You are going to get to know the beautiful Keisha Fitzgerald incredibly well on this episode. And like I said, there are some fire takeaways. So get ready, get ready for some massive shifts that I know are going to help you so much. But as a background to Keisha and her story, she took what she thought was the right path, the path that she was supposed to take, going to college, getting a bachelor's degree, getting the job in IT recruiting and working her way all the way up to Google. Yes, Google. (laughs) But what happened? from there is Keisha actually realized that she had a bigger mission in this life. She realized that she was here for more and that her passion exceeded the normal corporate ladder and that she had a mission that was bigger than that. And so she stepped into it fully. Since then, she has gone on to speak on large stages, has helped hundreds of women build online coaching businesses and has launched the already top rated business podcast, the Empower Her podcast, where she helps women to get out of their own way with tangible steps to take action toward pursuing their dreams. 
I love talking to Keisha on this episode. And like I said, I know that you are going to feel the fire in the energy between us. We dive deep on so much, including why it is your duty to show up and to share because people are actually waiting on you to do it. We talk about how to shift your view in the day-to-day things to step into a beautiful life right now. We talk about the importance of taking action and moving through fear to where it is that you actually want to go, as well as how to get out of your comfort zone to find what it is that you are here to do. We also talk about why failure is not a bad thing and instead is something to embrace and celebrate and how to trust in the seasons of life and release the pressure that you are putting on yourself for balance. We go over all of this and so much more inside of this episode, and I'm so excited to share it all with you. But before we do, I want to give a quick Strong Babe shout out to our gorgeous review of the week, which comes from the lovely Kalia Jade. And she says, I really loved this. OMG, I have just found you and I am so glad I did. Felt like you've just given me a message from beyond and I needed this right now. Thank you so much. Beautiful Kalia, thank you so much, honey. I so appreciate that review and I can't begin to tell you how much it means to hear the beautiful shifts that you are making in your life and how it is helping you to call in all that you are so worthy of. If you would like to be our next gorgeous strong babe shout out, then all you need to do is head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Like I said, it means the world to hear the shifts that you babes are making in your life from this podcast. And every single review that you leave helps to call in more gorgeous babes that need to hear these messages. So it is a win-win and a big thank you from me if you take the time to go and do this. And of course, make sure that you listen to hear if you are the next strong babe shout out on next week's episode. Before we do get into this interview, my love, I did want to remind you of my free manifesting masterclass, which you can go and register for right now. If you have been loving the shifts on this podcast and it's been helping you to manifest absolute magic in your life, then trust me when I say you are going to get so much out of the masterclass. If you have been listening along for a while, then you will know my story, my backstory, how I went from that broke and broken place in my life to 12 months later, literally living my dream life. Totally aligned, so abundant and manifesting my dreams every single day. And what I share on this masterclass is the three secrets that actually made this possible. So on the masterclass, I'm sharing with you secrets around how to actually set intentions that are easy for the universe to deliver, coming from that beautiful place of aligned energy that calls in your desires fast. I also share a secret on how to move through ego to alignment instantly and how to release limiting beliefs forever. And I teach you exactly how to work with the law of attraction in order to call in your desires fast. So I am sharing so much over on that masterclass. And if you feel called to come and join us, then you can head over to strongbabe.co forward slash masterclass, go and register and grab your spot. I am so excited for you to go there and to up level and to continue this beautiful manifestation journey even further. All right, my love, let's get into this incredible interview. I am so excited to welcome the beautiful Keisha Fitzgerald to the podcast and to share all of these beautiful Strong Babe shifts with you. Don't forget to let me know your favorite part of the podcast by taking a screenshot throughout the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories and tagging me at Strong Babe Collective. It means the world to hear your favorite parts, to connect with you even further, and to be able to send you some high vibe love over in the DMs. Welcome, gorgeous Keisha. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Literally, I was just telling you just before we hit record that our energy is very aligned. I feel we've been connected in divine timing and this is going to be a good episode. We're so excited to have you here. 
Oh my gosh, Taylor, I am so excited. I completely agree. We're about to just drop so much knowledge. I cannot even wait and just vibe so hard. I'm really excited. So good. So brilliant to be connected. And like you said, there's going to be a lot of good stuff on this episode. I can already feel it. One of my favorite things about you is that um, your like bio, the whole thing that you say about yourself is that you're first and foremost a life enthusiast, a hugger, which I love, and an extroverted girl's girl. Literally the best. I think that that is just such a great way to like put yourself across when it, a lot of people just dive straight into listing like all of the things about themselves, but to have that as, you know, the thing that you identify with the most, I think is brilliant. Um, and I think it's so authentic. And normally I would dive straight into like, tell me your story and everything like that. But I just love this about you. And for me, like the biggest thing that stood out was that it is so authentic and it's so unapologetically you. And I'd love for us to sort of just begin with that as to yeah. why that's so important to you in obviously everything that you do and in this industry that we're in. Yeah, I think... It's so, it's so much more fulfilling to show up as yourself. And that's always been my goal is just to get better and better at being me because I feel like that creates this space where other people just feel the authenticity from you and they feel more willing to be themselves around you. And that's what we need in this world is people that aren't faking it, right? Just going around faking their feelings, doing the jobs that they should do, talking the way that they should talk, uh, you know, all of that. So I think it's really important for me to just own who I am. Like I have a very, I talk to people very close in elevators. I'm, I love strangers. I'm a hugger. Like, I mean, that's just who I am. And maybe that's too much for some people, but Mm. I spent a lot of years trying to fit a certain mold of what I thought that I should be. And I always had this gut feeling that I wanted more. And as soon as I started to open up to just really getting good at being me, um, things started to align. And I started to just get that confidence deposit every single, you know, every single day that you're showing up and just being a little bit more you, you're building that confidence. And once you have that confidence, you're unstoppable. So I think it's been, it's been huge for my confidence to show up as myself. Um, and it just feels so much better, right? I just don't, I don't have time to convince people like (laughs) if they like me or not. It's like, I'm just going to do me. I'm either for you or I'm not. That's totally cool. That's a, that is a hundred percent right. And I love what you said about the confidence deposit. I think that is a great little term. And it, yeah. I so agree with you. You know, the more that you step into your authentic self and the more that you just give yourself permission to shine, the easier it gets because you get more confident in your skin and you do start to call in people who are really aligned with that. And those that aren't tend to really fall away. Um, I'd love to talk about what that was like prior though. So can you take us back to where you were before, where you were kind of maybe hiding a little bit more in a shell and what that transition actually looked like for you? Yeah. So my background is actually in IT project management and engineering recruiting. And, um, I did the traditional path that I kind of like thought I should be doing where, you know, I went to college and then I got the job and then I was moving up and I had all of these things on paper. I had great career trajectory. I had a great income. I actually had great managers and a boss, like on paper, everything would look like it made a lot of like quote unquote sense. Um, but I always had this gut feeling that I wanted to make a massive impact. I just didn't know what it was. Um, so working in a predominantly male environment as a young female with mostly men that were 20 plus years older than me, I naturally just had to step into this very masculine side of myself in my day-to-day life, which I just thought was going to be part of my life. Like I was just always going to be two versions of Keisha, right? Like my work self and then my outside of work self, but something about that felt really incongruent. Um, and so 
because I couldn't figure out exactly what I wanted to do to make an impact, I decided that I would start a business on the side after trying to fix one of my own personal problems, which was struggling with my health and fitness goals. I stumbled upon an opportunity to build a business. And when that business was going to be built on social media, I had no idea what I was doing. But one thing that I did going into it was I decided this is going to be an outlet for me that's going to be creative and I'm going to be ruthlessly me in this because Mm -hmm. in my corporate job, I have to be a little bit more buttoned up. I can't be like, woo, all over the place, which is my natural personality. But in this, I could be so me that it was the first time that I really just let myself show up and be goofy and be weird. And like we were just talking about, kind of build up that confidence. So to the, you know, to the listener that has maybe even a side thing that they're starting like a blog or a business or anything of that sort, having another reason why you're doing it and seeing that just giving yourself that creative space to get more comfortable being yourself and figuring out what you actually want is so damn powerful, more powerful than for me, at least than any dollar amount that I would have made. But because I was so true to myself, I was connecting with a lot of people in a deep, meaningful way that my business took off faster than I thought that it would. Mm. So then, yeah, that's kind of the background of how it started. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it's something that I can resonate with so deeply. I feel like you and I are like soul sisters removed or something. I know. I feel it too. I feel it too. Yeah. Honestly, like I'm like, that's exactly my story. Like literally like corporate life, like such masculine energy and then decided yeah. to like really step into who it was. Like literally, like I know you can see me now. I'm like, you know, like I've got like, like a side shave, like tattoos. I was not this gal. Like literally I used to like hide under the shell of what I thought people wanted me to be in a very yeah. masculine dominated industry. And so I really, really get it. And I love that you can share that, that transformation that you've made. And obviously on a personal level, but then that obviously, you know, filtered straight across into your business life and your, um, your professional life, I guess is what you'd say. And that's what then allowed you to step into what it is that you're here to be doing and your actual purpose and your calling. And obviously that's evolved a lot over time as well. And I'd love for you to give us a little bit of an insight as to what it is that you actually do now. Like I know that you wear a lot of different hats. So if you can give all our gorgeous babes a bit of an idea of like who you are, what you do now, that would be amazing. Yeah. So what I do now is um, I built my business, my online coaching business, where it's two parts. One is that I mentor women to work on their health and fitness goals through online virtual boot camps, um, supporting them using uh, programs that are on kind of like a digital platform, like Netflix for streaming your workouts. So I support women that are going through those programs. And then the other half of what I do is I actually mentor women to build online coaching businesses. So that's kind of one umbrella. And then the other half of what I do is now I've started a podcast um, and really started to build out a personal brand of wanting to empower women to take action in their lives just because I feel like a lot of us are like super inspired, but we're not doing anything. So I really want to help give people like tangible little bite-sized things to take action in their life. Um, But what's really cool about that is it's been such an evolution because my business started as a side thing and I didn't really have an intention of it being anything Like, I didn't really think that I could be like a full-time entrepreneur. I just had this thing on the side that was really fulfilling for me and really fun for me. And as it started to progress, that's when I made the decision really strategically. Um, I was living in Seattle, Washington, um, in the States. Um, and then I moved to New York city and I, um, moved to New York city with my boyfriend, Cena, who was attending NYU dental school. And when he was there, 
I was going to be supporting us both financially. So I was in one of those situations where I needed to make sure that I could financially support both of us rather than like taking the leap and like the net will appear type of thing. Mm -hmm. I was really strategic about it. Um, so when I left the corporate world, it, you know, gave me a little bit more time to start focusing on my business and it grew a lot faster. But then like anything, we start to evolve as people and you start to think of like, what else do I want to do? And so that's kind of the stage that I'm in now is like this constant dance of being so grateful for what I'm doing and how many people I've impacted and where I'm at, but also being so freaking eager and hungry for mm. what's to come and dancing this like really weird dance. You know, you know what I mean? Definitely. A hundred percent. And I, I think that it's really good that you touch on that as well. Um, and we'll circle back to it in a minute, but like what I like is that, you know, you sort of started off in one direction, but like you've allowed it to grow and to evolve over yeah. time. And it's something that I see with a lot of my girls is a lot of fear around basically claiming what it is that they want to be doing out of fear that, well, what if I want to do something later or do I go down this path because I'm, I'm multifaceted and I've got all these other things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. And obviously you've done that really well. And I'd love to hear your take and your advice on that for those that might be in a similar position. Yes. So I, I guess I kind of want to break that into two where one to the, to the woman or, you know, to the listener who feels like she doesn't know what she huh. wants to do. I've been there, but we can't just sit on the couch and expect that it's going to come to us. I think we need to break our patterns. So if you're going, you know, taking the same commute to work and going to the same coffee shop and going to the same restaurants and talking to the same people and doing the same things on the weekends, you should expect that you're not going to interact with new people doing different things. So taking the small step to just get outside of your comfort zone. And even if it's just go to an event, you know, DM that girl on Instagram that lives in your town and ask her to have coffee with you, or just go to a fitness class or go to a different type of place that you haven't been to or a different concert, do things outside of your norm because you don't know what ideas could spark from that. So to the woman that doesn't know what I would say, make sure that you're evaluating that you're actually getting outside your comfort zone and doing things that aren't your usual typical routine. And then to the person who's multifaceted, Oh, I get you because that is me <laughs> where I can scroll. I can scroll so hard all over the place. Um, so what I need to do is I have to pick bite sized chunks. So sometimes we look at like, I want to run a marathon and it's like, in reality, you need to book the marathon, like decide, what marathon you're going to do and book it. And then you need to run one mile. And we get so caught up in the distance from where we are now and where we have to go that sometimes that creates like this analysis paralysis where we stay stuck and we feel like we have no control. But in reality, it's we just tried to like eat the entire pie without like cutting it first, right? I mean, yeah. that's a weird analogy. But you know what I mean? <laughs> so what I like to do when I'm feeling like I'm pulled in a lot of different directions is I want to take a bite-sized chunk that I can do in like 24 hours, honestly. So if it's like a class that you want to take or a mentor that you want to sign up with for one of our courses or whatever it is, like do it quickly, something in 24 hours. And then the second layer, which has been so helpful for me, is tell someone who matters that's not going to talk you out of it, right? Mm -hmm. It's not going to be like, oh, you know, just wait, Sarah, just wait until you're ready, you know, collect some more data. Cause like, you're never going to be ready. Like no. you're going to just have to go. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think the combination of picking something small and then getting that layer of accountability is a really good way to start and actually start something enough to see if you like it. Cause even if you don't like it, that's feedback that, you know, you don't want to go that way, but you can't 
start 800 things, you don't have the space in your life to do that. Right. So agree. So agree. There's so many good takeaways in everything that you said, <laughs> like just to like kind of recap, cause there was like a lot, I think like, yeah. to remember out of that is like, the best version of you is outside of your comfort zone. So like go there, like realize like your life's not going to be different unless you do things that are actually different and then feel the fear and do it anyway. Like literally like you're never going to feel ready for it. Like you just need to just be like, okay, here we go. Like I'm feeling called to this thing. I'm just going to give it a whirl and actually start taking action around it. And I think that both of those are such important things to actually feel into and to realize and to really take away from this. Because if you are in a position where, you know, you do want to do something, but you're like a little bit nervous about it. And that was the other thing that you said as well, you know, realize like, uh, this is something I talk about all the time. Like nothing's impossible for you. Like literally nothing. I don't care how big a goal is. It's about realizing like that goal might be so big, but you can take the first step. Like you don't have to go from zero to a hundred. You've got to go from zero to one. Like that's literally it. And I love that you illustrated that. Like those three things I think are just, so paramount and i think it's it's something that paralyzes a lot of us like you said like where you know you're looking at this thing and you want to do it but it feels uncomfortable it feels scary and it feels too big but obviously what we've just talked about allows you to kind of just like blow through all of that and come out the other side like hey look i did it (laughs) yeah it's well it's crazy too this is kind of a tangent but when when we're thinking about the big thing and we look for someone else that's done it especially on social media we we're looking at where they're at now and we're forgetting that in order for her to have gotten there she had to just fail more times than you right so she could learn from that and then she could get there and she had to take all of those steps but you're seeing her at like a different chapter and then you're comparing your like braless behind the scenes to her like perfectly polished stage pick and it's like Whoa. Okay. There's a lot of failure in between. So it's like kind of looking at things through that lens when we're in that state of like, ah, what's next? Or I've got so many ideas or I'm so far away of being very conscious about how in a social media world that we're not comparing that very carefully curated content to what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's really scary when we do that. Cause then we hold ourselves back from the magic that we could create, you know? Yeah. I so agree with that so, so much. And I think comparison artists can just be a bitch <laughs> if you're not careful yeah. like it can really hold you back and you do I, I agree with you like I think you need to be quite selective of who it is that you're following and it's not actually reflective on them it's reflective on you and the mindset that you're in because yes. someone could be sharing something that's actually really you know it's a great mindset shift or it's really inspirational and it's showing you what's possible but if you're in a mindset where you're coming at it from that energy of comparing yeah. that is going to make you feel less than and it's going to shift you into that state of scarcity which makes you feel fearful. And again, here we are again, where you're comparing your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20, you know? Um, And so I love that. And it doesn't mean like don't follow them forever, but like at a certain point, you've got to be very careful about what it is that you're putting your focus on and does it serve you or does it make you feel not enough? And then kind of assess from there and realize like we're all part of this big, beautiful journey. Like we're all divinely connected and learning to celebrate the success of others generally has a very big impact on yourself because you realize like if they can do it, you can do it. Like celebrating them is celebrating you, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And they're proving that the market needs it. If they're doing something similar to you, right? It's like, Oh, great. That works. Now let me do it my way. Right. A hundred percent. And that's it. And people will say, Oh no, but they're already doing it. And it's like, but they're not you and your take on it and your energy might be what stuff like Sally out there is waiting on. Like she's waiting on you and your take on it and your journey. She doesn't necessarily need it that way from that other person. So 
yeah, I think that that is a really, really good advice. Um, and speaking of like the action side of things. So obviously we talk a lot here on this podcast about like everything that we talk about is like manifestation, empowerment, um, mm-hmm. everything like that. But something I'm huge on, like absolutely massive because I see it gets missed so much when people talk about manifesting is like, you know, sort of sit and, and it will come to you. Like, just think about yeah. it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like make sure we're taking inspired action girls. Like you need to blend that woo with the work. Like it's got to be a beautiful fusion. Blend the woo with the work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that is something that honestly, like you should pride yourself on because I know that you talk about action a lot. And on your podcast, you talk about those tangible steps all the time. So I'd love for you to share your take on the importance of action and why it is so, so important. Yeah. And it's, I love, I just love that you said the woo with the work, because I think it's really powerful that you understand why you're doing something, but you can't just sit and expect that something's going to fall into your lap because you have to go out there and you have to fail so you can get that feedback. So like, you've got to try something, throw it against the wall, see what didn't work, use that feedback and apply that to the next thing. So action so important because it honestly, number one, it's not just about you right? Um, it's not just about how you're feeling. It's about if you've got a gut feeling in you to do something or you've got a brilliant idea and you're holding it back, I don't believe that you were gifted that feeling for a reason. So it's on you. And this might piss some people off, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think it's selfish if you stay stuck and let your fear hold you back from not sharing your gift with the world because you were given that gift or you were given that struggle for you to work through and figure out how to move through it and share what you learned with someone else. So it's honestly your duty as a human who is given the gift that you were given to share it. So it's a duty, number one, um, that it's not actually about you. And also I think about, for example, one day I would love to write a book and I was talking with my dad about this. Cause he's like, Hey, like, what are you gonna write a book about? I'm like, dad, I have to fail a lot more because I don't have that much good stuff in the book yet. And he was like, and I would realize like that is such a healthy relationship with failure where it's like, I'm expecting it. So I think a lot of times we don't want to take action because we're afraid of failing, but why don't we just reframe that? It's like, you're 100% absolutely going to fail. Um, if you're doing anything, right? And on that, someone's always going to have something to say about it. So if you're not taking action because you're scared of what someone else's opinion is, I'm, I'm worried about that person and your relationship, not just right now, but if you don't do the thing and you have this underlying resentment towards that person who told you not to, how that's going to build in five years, 10 years, 20 years, if you don't do that thing. So if you're thinking that you're honoring them by not showing up, I guarantee you there's going to be some resentment that's going to build over time. So the people that are, that don't even know you yet are waiting on you to do it action is how you're actually going to be successful. It's part of the journey. And the third thing I would say is like the person that you're worried about that maybe you don't want to take action because I don't want you to jeopardize your relationship with that person by looking at your life 20 years down the road and being like, I wish I would have done that, but I didn't because you told me not to. That's a really big like weight to put on someone else's shoulders. So it's on you to live your life, you know? Mm -hmm. A hundred percent. Totally agree with you there. And as always, you know, like you're so in control of your life. Like you have all the power, like you can't control what's going on externally to you, but you can control what's going on internally and how you act and how you react. And if you react to someone else's opinions based on whatever's going on for them internally, and you let that define your life, ultimately you're going to end up disappointed. And 
I love what you said about like, it's your duty. The girls who listen, like they know, like I've literally been like, it is a disservice if you do not show up. Yeah. (laughs) Waiting for you. So hundred percent, like the girls listening that will resonate with a lot. And I agree with you. Like, honestly, because you are given a gift for a reason. You do have a reason that you are here. You have a purpose that you are here to fulfill. And when you get that calling, it's going to keep showing up for you. And if you continuously go, oh yeah, but, or I'll be ready when, or so-and-so will think, or what if I fail? That is you not showing up for those who need you and you not ultimately stepping into your purpose. And it's going to keep coming up over and over again, because that is what you are here to do. So I love that. I could not agree with you more. Like I feel that actually in my bones for real. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It just resonates so deep in your core. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. Um, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about your daily routine, things that you kind of do to obviously like, you know, like you've come so far, you've got this beautiful journey, you've evolved so much and you're growing so much more, obviously in your business as a coach with your podcast, there's a lot going on in your world. So I'd love for you to talk about kind of how you handle that. Um, Some people believe in balance, others don't. I'd love to hear your take on that, what a routine looks like and how you kind of manage it all. Yes. So I don't believe in balance. I believe in seasons of balance. So I think um, there's just different seasons of your life where you're in like a more focused like hustle season where you're more focused on relationships when life changes happen, transitions. I think it's never going to be harmonious. And I think that that's actually a problem with our society is we're striving for perfect balance that I don't actually really think exists. Um, so that's kind of like my blanket statement about balance in general. But at the same time, I think what's really important is, um, I'm going to just use a pie again because I just randomly keep thinking about pie somehow. (laughs) So if you think of your life like a pie and it's like, you've got all of these pieces and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to chase my dream. And maybe that's start a business, start a blog, start, you know, whatever it is. Right. Or it's just change career paths, go back to school, leave school, find that person, whatever you're inserting another piece into your pie So something has to give, right? Because you're adding more into your already like existing life. Maybe that's going to be sleep or maybe that's going to be some like leisure stuff, but it might end up being an impact on your relationships or it might be an impact on something else in your life. So we've got to decide what are we willing to actually sacrifice to make our dreams happen. Right. And maybe that's going to be sleep or maybe that's going to be something else, but it's just being really intentional about choosing how to map out your life. So for me, there are certain things that I was never willing to sacrifice while in a really busy season. Like I was working at Google in New York city and I was working 50, 60 hours a week and I was building my business on the side and I'm in a long-term relationship of 10 years. So the things that I was like, I'm not willing to sacrifice my health as in my workouts. And, um, I sacrificed some sleep for sure, but my workouts and water and like taking care of myself and making sure my personal growth was a priority because I know that I'm my business. So as soon as I stop growing, so does my business, right? They're directly correlated and I can't out, my business can't outgrow myself. So I knew that was important. And I knew that time with Cena, my boyfriend, Cena was important too. So for me, it was really intentionality around blocking out what were my priorities and how was I going to honor them? I was willing to say no to going out and having, you know, four glasses of wine and like not being able to work the next day on a Saturday morning because I felt like I was hungover. I was willing to give that up, but I wasn't willing to give up a date night. And I wasn't willing to give up a coffee date with a girlfriend and a walk around Central Park. Right. So it was kind of like being very intentional of understanding some things are going to have to give, but what are you willing to sacrifice and what are you simply unwilling to sacrifice? And that's such a personal question. Um, 
So that's kind of as a whole. And then as far as like a couple little like hacks that are kind of weird that I do, um, morning routine wise, have you, are you familiar with Mel Robbins? Oh yes. Okay. So <laughs> I love the five second rule, her book. And but tell, like, just in case. Yeah. 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 So like, I know, but they might not. So yeah. <laughs> so, so Mel Robbins is an author and a speaker. She's actually the number one, like highest paid female speaker in the States. I'm not sure how that transfers globally, but, um, she has a book called the five second rule. And basically it involves this tiny little hack that, um, helps your brain function well of counting five, four, three, two, one to take action on something. So this is really weird, but my, every single night before I go to bed, I change my alarm label on my iPhone to say something that I think will make me excited. Cause it'll be the first thing I see in the morning. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll say like someone needs you today or like show up for her or whatever it is that will, I feel like will get me going. Um, and then I literally count five, four, three, two, one. And I physically blast myself out of bed, like a freaking <laughs> rocket ship. I'm not even kidding. And then as soon as my feet hit the ground, like I'm not hitting snooze. I like do not hit the snooze button. Um, and then I go into my bathroom and I brush my teeth. My boyfriend's a dentist. Um, so we do the full like Sonicare rotation. And during that time, I'm thinking about what I'm most excited about for the day. Yeah. Every single day. That's how I start my day. Um, and then um, I'm big on morning workouts just because I want to have the best energy. So then that comes next. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. You Again, like I'm like, oh, speaking to my soul. <laughs> like so many I love the propelling out of bed. I would love to see that. I feel like that would be very enjoyable to watch. <laughs> Your boyfriend's so like, oh, here she goes again. I know. You, do you both just propel no, out at the no. same time? <laughs> I just, I brush my teeth and then I'm like, hey, babe, you need to get up. Come on get up. Oh. And he's like, uh, okay, I'll get up. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. And I love the idea of really focusing. Like, I love the two things that you said with like having the label in your phone to like really set yeah. that set you, I guess, in alignment with what it is that you want to expect out of the day and the energy that you want to be in and setting that intention too. And then setting in, like sitting into that energy so much, like, you know, while you're doing your brushing and your flossing and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but, and I think that's beautiful. And I think that that's something that, you know, we can really take away from that is like, it's like one of the things I see so much is people want to have like a beautiful sacred morning routine and they want to be doing all these things that really set them up for, you know, that beautiful energy. But they're like, oh, but I've got to drop the kids to school or oh, but I've got to do this yeah. and the other and all these sort of things. And it's like, but it doesn't mean that you can't still make those mindset shifts and make those energetic shifts and have something that is sacred to you. Like that is sacred, like changing the label on your phone. Yep. And, you know, it's a beautiful energy ritual that you're doing while you're brushing your teeth and being able to create a fusion of like, you know, brushing your teeth, like isn't the world's most exciting activity, but yes. like you turned it into something that really does, you know, set your energy for the day. And I love that. And I think that we can really take away from that. It doesn't matter what's going on. Like, you don't yep. need an hour morning routine or two hours to be do, like to set your energy. You can do it, do it in 10 seconds while you do something like brushing your teeth. It's, it's such a good point because if you can tie like something positive to a habit that you're going to do anyway, like for example, brushing my teeth and then thinking about that, like you're going to brush your teeth no matter what. Like, I mean, I'm assuming every listener is brushing their teeth in morning and at night because that night while I'm brushing my teeth, I'm thinking about what I'm proud of myself for. That I accomplished that day. So I'm like ending on like just giving myself a love sandwich, right? And sometimes if I'm in like a cranky mood, it's hard to think of what I'm excited about. But I'm like, okay, I'm excited that I'm like alive and I get to do a job that I love. And like, I have an amazing dog and I live in downtown San Diego, California, like, you know, whatever. It's like, you can come up with things and you have that whole time. Literally, um, you can start so little, like you've got teeth. That's a win. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that. like you've got, you know, powerful yeah. toothbrush. Like there's so much to be grateful for. And 
I don't know about you, but for, for me, gratitude changed my whole life. Oh, like I yeah. came from a place of being very stressed, very overwhelmed, yes. anxiety attacks, and literally wanted, I would credit so much of the shifts that I've been able to make to actually shifting into gratitude and using affirmations and yes. really starting to be very present in the moment and find gratitude for the abundance that's around you in all areas. And like, yes, yes, financially, but you know, in so many areas as well, there's abundance in everything. And I don't know, is that something that you would say has been important in your journey? Oh, absolutely. I mean, just a constant state of like finding little triggers in your daily life to just to like remind yourself, like, anything that you're looking for, you're going to find, right? So just as easy as it is for me to get frustrated by my boyfriend leaving his like boxers by the shower, I can look for the things like that he's doing that I'm so freaking grateful for. Mm-hmm. And I get to choose. Cause like, I think sometimes we forget that events are neutral and we create the meaning of whatever happens. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I can decide that like him leaving his boxers means he doesn't care about our relationship because he's you know crazy. Or I can be like, he's running around like crazy trying to get to work on time and he, he forgot to put his boxers away. Whatever, right? Yeah. Whatever it may be. So I think there's so much power in just owning what you can control and controlling those controllable things. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's been a game changer. That with gratitude, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, no, I so agree with what you're saying there. I, that is so, so true. And it's, it's all about like shifting and something I talk about a lot is like, it goes from being like, what do you have to do to what do you get to do? Like things yeah. like that. And I like, I notice it on a macro level and also on such a micro level, like something as little as like putting the dishes away. And it's like, you can choose to be really annoyed at like, oh, I've got to do the dishes and all that. Like it's so dirty and like boyfriend left it in the sink or whatever, yeah. like anything like that. Or you can choose to be really grateful that, you know, that you have the time to be able to do that, that you have dishes, that um, you have a dishwasher that you can even stack, that you had beautiful, amazing food that was on that, that fed you, that nourished your body. Like it's up to you to choose which way you choose to see the world, but it's those teeny tiny little shifts that you make in every moment on a day-to-day basis that will literally change the projection of your entire reality. Because when we start to shift into that space of gratitude, we manifest more to be grateful for because the energy that we put out is the energy that we attract. And so it's a beautiful cycle. It seems like such a little shift, but it's monumental in the long run. Oh, yes. I feel you on that. Oh, so many good things. I love it. Um, One thing that I also saw that um, you live by is the airplane mentality. And I love that where you can't help or assist others until you work on you first. So I'd love to dive into that a little bit. And the girls listening know that like, I'm very big on like, fill up your cup, like look after you. You can't pour from an empty cup, all those sorts of things. So I'd love your take. And I'd love to hear what you do to make sure that you are actually looking after you in the midst of everything else that's going on. Yes. So I'm really, really adamant about the fact that you are like your number one priority, which means I actually come before my relationship. I come before anything else. My business, I literally am my number one priority because without myself functioning at the highest level, it's actually selfish because I don't have any energy to give to other people or I'm giving them really mediocre energy. So I actually have really defined it as like selfish being a trigger word as a negative thing, but I think of it as a positive thing where like, I don't want to be that. So I have to take care of myself so that I'm giving the best energy to other people. And so the way that I like to like do inventory on this is if I were to open up someone's planner and I look at it, it's like, you can say, Oh, my priorities are like myself, my family, you know, my kids, my job, whatever. But it's like, what is reflected on your schedule? 
That's what I want to know because are you actually living by that or are you just giving it lip service? Cause like if your kids are more important than your job or if your whatever is in your priority list, you're going to be able to just go through that list and make decisions according to that list. So for me, I am number one, which means I'm willing to cancel something if I absolutely need to, because I'm not able to bring the type of energy that I want to bring. And I'm okay with that because I would rather show up and give everything I've got. Um, and honor myself first. And that's a really tough thing for, I think, moms to do. I'm not a mom of humans, but I think a lot of them are pouring so much. In, I have a dog. That's what I meant. <laughs> I'm a dog mom. But like, I think a lot of moms um, spend so much time nurturing, taking care of their kids, and like they don't want to you know, take time for themselves. But it's like you're showing them by example, like if you're, if you have dreams that you want to chase, I think about this all the time. Like, I hope that one day I'll have a daughter. I mean, I'd love to have kids in general, but I'd love to have a daughter. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I think about her and telling her like, little girl, like you can do anything that you want in this world. And she can look at me and see an example of that. Yes. But I will burn myself out in pursuit of my goals if I don't honor myself first. And I want that example for my kids. I want the impact that I can make. And, it, and I just feel like it's, um, it's just a necessity to make sure that you're doing what you need to make yourself happy and scheduling it out. And for me, it's like, nobody is touching, like, like talking to me, touching any of my inbox, any of that, like nothing is happening to me until I take care of myself first. So Mm -hmm. workouts in the morning, like that's me time. Yeah. So good. And it's so reflective of the statement, like your most important relationship is the relationship between you and you, because everything else is a reflection of that. And it's, yep. it's such a testament to that because like you said, when you show up for you, that's when you get to show up better for others. So yeah, yeah, I just think that there's so much truth in that. And I think, like you said, like on so many levels, like moms, um, you know, like in, in any relationship, um, friendship, whether it's kids, whether it's for your partner, whether, you know, friends, all those sorts of things. Like sometimes it can be really easy to put yourself on the back seat, and especially yeah. for, you know, our babes that are listening who, you know, maybe have a job and a side hustle or they've got a business. Yeah. Like first to say, like, I really understand that. And those that have listened for a while know that in my last business, I literally burnt myself out entirely. Like I had a full on yep. breakdown because that was my entire focus. And I was like, Oh, I just come second to that. And I learned the hard mm. way that that is definitely not the truth. And, you know, like you said, that like you can't show up in the way that you're needed if you're not looking after you first. So yeah, yeah, I love that. So obviously for you, like having your workouts in the morning is massive and obviously your little morning routine and everything like that. Is there anything else that you swear by in terms of like really serving you? Yeah. I, I really actually unplug where I physically don't have my phone. Um, and I'm not connected to social media and I'm unreachable, like where I will go on dog walks, but I literally do not have my actual phone. And I think that's really powerful because I think a lot of times we say unplugged, but we're like scrolling on Instagram. Um, so having that intentional blocked off time has been really huge for me and I block it into my work day. And for those that are, um, working a full-time corporate job, it's like you can still create those micro spaces because it feels like you're building that habit of honoring yourself. And even if you don't have a ton of time, you can go on a 15-minute walk by yourself or you can go get a coffee where you're not also checking your DMs. You can have just a second to breathe and be present with yourself and journal or whatever it is that you need to do that's just giving you that that quiet time as an extroverted, really outgoing, high energy person, that was actually challenging for me um, mm-hmm. to stop and slow down and be like, Keisha, holy moly, you, you, you're going to, you're going to run into a wall right now. Like you just need to breathe. Um, so 
I had to get really intentional about blocking off where it's literally in my calendar um, mm. that I have to get up and, and unplug. And so I, until I was able to kind of make it more of a flow, I had to block it off very structured so that I would actually honor that. Cause yeah. when it was in my plan that I would stick to it. Yeah. Um, but it took honoring the actual plan. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you do it every day? Yeah. Every day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Every single day. So and great. like with, with date nights, for example, too, it's like with a significant other, it's like, I literally, I mean, I, I have a business built on social media, so maybe I'll take a picture, but then I physically put my phone away and I'm not touching that phone. Like yeah. period, because I'm honoring, like, it's like, it, it's a slippery slope. Cause it's like one time you just take it out. Well, let me just do this real quick. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're answering full on emails and mm-hmm. you're, it's just like, and then the person that's sitting right in front of you, the person that you say is the higher priority often, not everyone says this, but some people say their relationship is a higher priority than their business. But, but how are your actions mm-hmm. going? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, it. <laughs> and that's a good gut check is like, what does your schedule show? Yeah. Does it honor your priorities? Cause like, that's only your, that's your call what your priorities are, but then do your actions match that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Exactly. So it's a constant gut check. Um, yeah. And, my, and a lot of really honest conversations with my boyfriend about this to create this life that we're both really excited about that we're both on board for that. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. that was really important for us. I think that that's so powerful. And what I love in there that you said is like getting really intentional about it and actually setting it into your calendar. Cause sometimes you do it like something that I will see a lot. Um, you know, if people want to come from like a heart centered place or from a place of flow, or they just want to really yeah. like, into the spirituality side of things, sometimes there can be resistance around creating a schedule or creating yeah. time blocking or anything like that. And I'm always first to say like, that does serve your higher self. Like that is you stepping into alignment because you are setting energetic boundaries that serve you. It's very hard to do things that actually serve you. If you're always kind of on a whim and going with the flow, because a lot of the time those, those ego based habits creep right on in because you've got no boundaries around them. So I a hundred percent agree. Obviously over time, it's going to become a lot more intuitive for you and it will become a lot more in flow and you don't have to schedule in an unplugged dog walk because it's just, (laughs) but it does take actually building up that practice and those habits over time for it to become normal. And yeah, I so agree with you too about, um, you know, in terms of like your relationship and date night and things like that too. And same in my relationship, like we've had to do, we've had many, 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 many discussions, same thing. And it's really important that I think that you do have that open dialogue because you do have to make sure along the way that like, you're both happy. Like it's serving both of you. Like, you know, you are looking after your relationship if you say that it is something that is important and we're the same, like literally we'll have like our date night and I might be like, we're going on date night or like post, you know, something and like phone goes away. But I am first to say that I have also had those moments as I was learning and growing into Oh, yeah. Where literally, like I remember we went away on an unplugged weekend and I had something launching and off the back of it, like literally, like it was unplugged to the point that like we went somewhere, there was no reception. So there was actually no choice, which was very good for me. Um, But off the back of it, I was so excited about this thing that had launched that I was like, we were at lunch on the way home and I said, oh, I'm just going to just, just quickly have a little look. Like, let's just see, you know, how it's gone. And there was so many people that had enrolled in it and needed access to Facebook groups. And straight away, I was like head in my phone. Like, I'm just going to do these approvals. And my partner was like, but we weren't doing, you know, anything phone wise until like the hot, the weekend was over. And I was like, oh, just one little thing. Like, and it's, as you said, it can snowball. And we yeah. obviously did speak about that. And I learned a lot from that. And, you know, everything happens for a reason. It happens for you and it teaches you yes. something. 
Um, yes. And I definitely learned from that, but like going forward, like set your boundaries and stick to them. Like your higher self sets them. So honor that. Don't go yep. back on it out of a place of ego later on. Yep. And it's either like anything like that that goes wrong or like goes on according to plan. You're like, Ooh, I didn't like that. It's like you either learn or you just learn a way that didn't work. So you can like, you know what I mean? Like you're going to learn from whatever you have happened in your life. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, I'm a really big believer that life is like rigged in your favor. So everything is happening to serve you. And that's just like such a like fundamental, that's like my religion, I guess. Um, And so I think it's like, well, maybe part of like struggling with those boundaries is like you had to get to that point where you're like, this is actually going to cause real friction in my relationship. So now I can honor that. I can fix it. And then I can serve other people with what I learned. It's like, it's all, it's all good. You know? Yeah, definitely. Love that. I live by it as well. Literally. Um, I know in my, I know when that changed for me, like I know what I was like, it's like, like, like pre that like realization and post that realization, it's like different life. Um, would you say that happened for you? Do you remember like when that happened for you and like, what was it like before? And then coming out the other side, what's it been like? Yeah. So what I actually do now is so there was a stage in my life where I felt like I was blaming other people for situations. Like, why did that happen to me? Why did, why were my parents like that versus hers weren't? And it was like, it just didn't, I just got to a point where it just didn't feel good. So I was like, wait a second, this is actually made me so resourceful. This has given me such a good work ethic that I grew up this way. Wait a second. And what I started to do was I got to a place where I was really starting to love the life that I was in. And I looked back and I could connect all the dots, right? Like, yeah. I think it's like Steve Jobs or something like has a quote, like you can't connect the dots unless you're looking backwards. But I started to look at like, if I didn't have this struggle, then I wouldn't have figured this out. And I needed to figure this out for me to get here. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. So basically I've gotten into the practice of when I'm feeling really excited, I look for something that went wrong. And I look for what that taught me that could only have been learned from that going wrong when I'm happy, I do that. Cause it's really hard to do it when you're in it. Um, <laughs> but you can always find something that can serve you where I'm doing it to the micro things. Like you were kind of mentioning where it's like, if I have to record a bunch of like podcast stuff or video content for my groups or whatever. And I look outside, I'm like, I live in Southern California, it very rarely rains and it's raining. I'm like, of course it's raining on a day that I have to do a ton of stuff inside. Life is rigged in my favor. <laughs> like I literally, and like the little things I'm looking to prove it. And then the big things I'm looking to prove it to. And it's almost like it's reinforced this belief that I'm like, I know that I'm going to grow through every single thing that I go through. So I got to find the lesson. And then once I've kind of gone through it, it's like, there's something teachable there that can serve someone else so that then it feels like it was even more purposeful when you went through it because you're all of a sudden like, wait a second, I've committed to sharing my life so I can help the girl who's coming down the path right behind me her own version with what I just learned. And now it's so much more worth it because it has more meaning, you mm-hmm. know? Yes, definitely. Like literally like reach your hand out, just put it out there for the person yeah. step behind and just yeah. run on through. Like love it. And I love that you said you grow through what you go th- through. I think that that's amazing. Um, and I wanted to touch on as well, like even when you said like, you know, when something goes like wrong, something that I talk about all the time is like, there's no such thing as things going wrong. Like it's all going yeah. right. Like the only yep. thing that makes you feel, and I, as you said, like, in the moment, it's real hard to maybe think this, but yeah. the best, the benefit of this is that you're hearing this now so that next time something goes yes. quote unquote, wrong, you're like, yep. Hey, I remember I listened to Tay and Keisha. Yeah. <laughs> they yep. told me nothing's going yep. wrong. 
because it's not. All it is is that you had an expectation of the way that you thought it was going to play out and it didn't go yep. the way that you expected. But that doesn't mean it's not working in your favor. The universe yes. is still working for you. It's all playing out how it's meant to. And like you said, it's either going to nudge you in a direction that you are supposed to be going instead, or it's going to teach you something that helps you to grow and evolve, or it's going to help you to learn something that you can then share with others. So there's always a reason for it. And for me, that's been so monumental and obviously for you as well. And for yes. you listening, I just know that hearing this is going to help you to just make a shift that going forward is going to be very, very valuable because it's honestly has the power to change your entire life. Well, and I love, I just to add on that too, because I just got like ooh, excited about that <laughs> is what I think is really cool too, is upgrading your thought. Like where right now, if you're like, it's really difficult for you to break the habit of wrong, right. Of saying the word wrong or saying I'm, I don't like my body. Like saying like, I'm fat. Let's say that as an example. I hate that word, but say that that's what it is. Why not upgrade it to one stage? Like I have a body rather than being like, I'm a beautiful goddess from like, I don't <laughs> like do a one upgraded thought that you can get comfortable with that and then upgrade it again and upgrade it again until you get to that side of the spectrum that you're like, I'm a hot, like mama, like whatever it is that you want to say about yourself. Right. I think that's really powerful to like catch yourself saying wrong and being like, okay, I say wrong. And I mean that kind of, but let me just reframe what I actually mean when I say that and then take it to the next level, which is so cool. Mm, so good. And it's so full circle to what we were talking about before, but we were talking about it in the frame of goals and like where it is you want to yeah. go. And we were like, okay, if you want to go up there, like don't go zero to a hundred, go zero to one. But it's the same thing when it comes to shifting your mindset. It's literally yeah. life, like in everything, like you want to make a change in some way. Don't think that you have to go from exactly what you said to like, you know, goddess level mentality. But like you said, yeah. just make a little shift a little yeah. shift, find something that you can celebrate, lean into that. And then that becomes easy. And then take another step and another step until you get to where it is that you want to be going. I love it. Yes. Love it oh. So much. Yes. <laughs> so many good takeaways. The one, I want to ask one more question and then yeah. we'll, we'll, I've got one more thing after that. So really I've got two, but the first thing that I want to, the last thing that I want to ask you is in terms of something that you talk about a lot is throwing away timelines and shoulds. And this is something that I'm massive on is like, don't should on yourself. And obviously, you know, like at one point in your life, like you kind of went down the path of what you felt you should do, like going to uni and going to corporate and everything like that. And for those that I guess are in a position where they feel like they're living their life based on shoulds, I'd love your take on that. Um, and for you to just share why you believe like letting go of timelines and shoulds and everything is so important. Yeah. So I really think that um, society constructs this like plan for us. But in reality, the people that are going through that plan are often not actually happy. Right. So like it's really basic in that like, are you happy? And if you're not happy, how can we fix something? And, and if you're living your life for someone else, or if you're living your life for a standard that you don't think is the right fit for you, we have to make a change because you literally have one shot. So we can create all this anxiety around us thinking that we should be married by a certain age, or we should be having kids by a certain age, or we should be doing that. But what happens when you go through all those steps and you did it within this timeline and then what? right? You've gone through all the steps. You don't get a trophy or something. Like it's not <laughs> like there's no, there's no reward for getting through all of these steps. Cause I think what we really want is to be happy, fulfilled people and then do life with someone else that is also happy and fulfilled as an individual so that together we can be together for however many years that life allows. Right. So it's like, you're forcing like, Oh, a lot of people I feel this way 
um, you know, send me DMs about like 30. It's like, ah, Keisha, I didn't have, I didn't get married by 30. And it's like, well, I think your actual goal is to still be married by like 60 or 80. So it's okay if you haven't found your person yet. And I think we just create this unnecessary anxiety when in reality, instead of these external pressures, like you've talked about, Tay, of turning it internal and being like, what do I want? If nobody else's opinion was around me, what do I actually want? What feels right to me? And creating the space to ask yourself those questions. Because when you ask yourself you're, what you want, you're going to give a surface layer answer. So you're going to have to dig one more time. Why do I really want that? Why do I really want that? Why do I really want that? And honestly, when you get to like the fifth why, you're probably going to be in tears. Yes. Because it's going to feel real to your core. And so if you're so caught up in the external timeline, you're not, you're so anxious filled that you're not able to create this space where you can ask yourself the meaningful questions of what you actually want, because you're the only one that knows no mm-hmm. book, no course, no workshop, no podcast can teach you that they can help you by maybe giving you some framework, but you've got to sit down and ask yourself the questions yourself. Definitely. You know? Def- oh, that is such a, I'm really glad that we went there. Cause I just feel like that's such a powerful thing to take away. And like you said, you know, nothing's going to like, things will give you the nudges and the little shifts, but you have to actually do the inner work. And I do see that a lot where people kind of think like, Oh, like the answer's in this and they'll continuously keep going and keep yeah. doing different things and doing more courses and working with different people and listening to different things. And but really, like you've got to go deep and you've got to do the yeah. internal work and actually ask yourself the questions that feel really hard that you probably have put off asking. You know deep down that you've put off asking because yeah. you can feel it. Like you might not say it, but you're like deep down, you know, like, okay, I've kind of avoided this for a while and yeah. I'm trying to make myself be like, this is okay. Like you should never be in a belief that like this is as good as it gets. Like this will do. Like mm. I am so big on that. Like you're worthy of more than that. You're worthy of a life that you're obsessed with and that like it's so full of abundance and impact and freedom like that's my whole thing and I feel like if you're not if you're not in that energy like ask yourself why not and literally get quiet with yourself and ask yourself those questions and you're spot on like I've been there done that and yes the tears do come with it like I can confirm yes (laughs) oh me too girl (laughs) the ugly ones with like snot that goes into your mouth oh give me those (laughs) oh beautiful but honestly like celebrate that as well like celebrate that that is happening because that emotional release is what you need to do to uncover the layers that are going to get you to your ultimate truth and to finding that alignment within yourself is a question I get so much like how do you find that alignment and it's like well have you asked yourself like have you actually sat down and grabbed a pen and a journal and literally asked yourself that question and seen what comes up you can't ask someone else for that answer you've got to ask yourself and that's the only place that you're going to find it so that is a beautiful takeaway Oh, this has been divine. I've loved yeah. this. I feel like oh, we I love hours. it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but we will wrap it up. And before we go, I always love to ask this. If there's one last thing that you could share with our gorgeous babes that are listening, there's a key takeaway, whether it's something that you've learned along your journey or something that um, has helped you or something that you just want to share, what would you love to leave them with to help them to manifest the lives that they are so worthy of? Yes. Um, I would love for you to hear me loud and clear when I say, get obsessed with the process, fall in love with the process, not what the process produces, because honestly, it's the day-to-day things. It's loving your Wednesday, your Thursday, your Friday, like falling in love with the mundane little things and making them a little bit more magic, a little bit more fun, a little bit more fulfilling because we're not guaranteed the rest of the days. And if we're so dang focused on getting to the goal that we don't 
we miss all these opportunities to celebrate the micro things along the way, including the little tiny things that seem insignificant. That's where the passion is built. The confidence is built. The excitement is built that when you get to your goal, you're not looking back and thinking, well, shit, like that wasn't even worth it. I don't want to do it again because then not only are you robbing yourself of the opportunity to climb the next mountain, but you're robbing the world and the people who need you showing up, doing what you feel called to do because you didn't fall in love with the process and you got yourself so damn burned out that you don't want to go to the next, even though you're ready, even though you've built that confidence over time. So you owe it to yourself because it's just a way more enjoyable way to live life to have some freaking fun while you're at it and get obsessed with the process and you owe it to the world to not let yourself get burned out by just getting so damn focused on the goal that you miss all the fun and growth along the way, you know? Yeah. Such a beautiful note. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure and a joy. And there's so much in here that I know the girls will have loved, like so many takeaways. I'm sure lots of notes are being taken or (laughs) taking note of when it happens so they can go back and re-listen. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing. For those that want to connect with you further, tell them where they can find you. Yeah. um, Thank you so much. This has been so fun. So Come find me on Instagram. That's my favorite social media platform. It's Keisha, K-A-C-I-A Fitzgerald. And and I'll answer every single DM, probably with a weird voice message. So I love to connect with people there. And then I have a podcast called Empower Her Podcast. And it's like my favorite passion project right now. And um, come find it. Yes. And I feel like if you like Tay's energy, you probably like mine too, because we're really similar in a lot of ways. So. (laughs) Definitely. So go and listen to Keisha's podcast and we'll make sure that we put all the details for Insta and the podcast and everything else in the show notes. So it's super easy, but honestly, honey, thank you so much. Like I said, I've enjoyed this beyond words. We're probably going to have to get you back because I feel like we've got a lot more we could dive into. Thank you so, so, so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much, my love, for spending this time with me. And I so hope that you enjoyed the episode. If you loved it and it resonated with you, make sure that you let me know by leaving a five-star review over on iTunes and let me know the shifts that it's helping you to make in your life. I truly love reading your reviews. It honestly means the world to know that it's helping you. And also every single review that you leave helps to call in more gorgeous, strong babes that need to hear these messages. And don't forget, my love, if you are ready to step into that next level version of you and want to start manifesting the abundant life you are so worthy of, make sure you check out my website where you can find all of my coaching options and courses. I run group coaching programs, private one-on-one mentorships, have courses that you can take, and I've got a whole bunch of free trainings for you that are all there to help you step into your power, shine your authentic light, and manifest the freedom, impact, and abundance you know you're here for. Head over to strongbabecollective.com to check it all out and I'll make sure to put the link to that one down below in the show notes for you as well. Sending you massive love and the highest vibes always, babe, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.